The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. <sighs> My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Him Present. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Him Present, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. I greatly enjoy hearing from you, the listener. Today's guest on Him Present is Heather Dagley. Heather is a cannabis blogger and cannabis coach from Tacoma, Washington. After using cannabis to transform her own life, Heather created her cannabis wellness platform, Bud and Blossom, through which Heather shares how cannabis and CBD can help others live happily and healthily. As a cannabis coach, she also supports clients navigating pain, anxiety, depression, chronic stress, burnout, or challenging life transitions. Her goal is to provide people with an honest and informed perspective on cannabis so that they are well-equipped to embark on their own cannabis healing journey. So let's hear directly from her. Welcome, Heather, to Cannabis Radio. Hey, Vivian. Good to be here. Thank you. Yes, my pleasure. So let's begin just with how and when you personally introduced yourself to cannabis. How did you and the herb develop your own relationship? Ooh, let's get in the way back machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I found the plant as a, as a young person, like many of us do, and, um, you know, really enjoyed smoking, mostly in a recreational sense with my buddies and my um, people that I lived with at the time. Um, but then I, then I left the plant for a while, you know, I got into the traditional workforce and, uh, society made me feel like that was what I had to do. I had to put the plant behind me and, and move forward. Um, but I came back to cannabis in my mid twenties when I was going through a really challenging time in my life. Uh, I was going through some corporate burnout and, and then my best friend had passed away suddenly and I was struggling. And so, um, like many people often do, you know, I tried some uh, things to cope with the pain that were not serving me, such as leaning into the drink or, you know, overindulging. Um, and I came back to cannabis. My boyfriend, now husband, convinced me to try it again. He said, cannabis is legal and maybe it could help you. And it did. Uh, 2017 was what I call my cannabis transformation year. And through the plant and, and ditching the booze, I was able to refine myself and reinvigorate my penchant for life. And I know that it healed me mentally, physically. I got so much healthier that year and I just got much more hopeful about the future. And so in the year after that, I decided this is something I wanna share with people. I think there's a lot of folks going through what I was going through, burnout, grief, pain, mental and physical pain. And the plant really helped me and I know it's gonna help so many other people. And so that's when I decided to create Bud and Blossom. And that was three years ago. I haven't really looked back and it's been just such a pleasure to 
dive even deeper into understanding this cannabis plant and how it serves us so well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what is a cannabis coach? Um, what does that process entail? Yeah, great question. So a cannabis coach is anybody who has um, devoted their career to connecting people to this plant in a meaningful way and walking people through practical application. How can cannabis improve their lives? So there are a number of certification programs out there. Uh, during the beginning of COVID quarantine, I went through the Cannabis Coaching Institute. And so that's how I got my cannabis uh, coaching certification. And prior to that, I had been a bud tender. And then prior to that, I had been a medical user. So it was kind of this uh, gradual progression into figuring out what, what occupational lane is going to work for me. And this whole time, this whole journey, I've known that I wanted to help people uh, find cannabis in a meaningful way. And so once I learned about cannabis coaching and the fact that people are out here doing this work, I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So as a cannabis coach, I tell people I'm not a cannabis expert per se, but I will be your guide. So I am a cannabis patient that has lived this, lives the cannabis lifestyle, and I'm happy to listen to what you're going through and then just provide tips, tricks, and um, many ways to think about practical application that may be helpful to them. That's really cool. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your customers. What kind of people uh, can benefit from working with a cannabis coach? Wow. You know what? Because of the endocannabinoid system, and I know you know how that works, Vivian. Anybody, actually, right? <laughs> I can help people num uh, experiencing a number of different symptoms. But a lot of the people that I work with are experiencing kind of the three common ones I'll call out are anxiety and stress, pain, either acute or chronic pain, or sleep disruption. So I actually kind of see all these things as interrelated based on my own personal experience and also working with clients. But pain, anxiety, and sleeplessness, they can kind of all move together. But luckily, cannabis can help with all three of these issues. And oftentimes, if we can improve one, for instance, get people sleeping, then their anxiety will be reduced and their pain will actually go down. So um, mostly what I do when I meet with a new client is I just, I take the time to listen and I say, okay, if you could walk me through what are the symptoms you're experiencing, both mentally and, mentally and physically? And from there, we'll talk about, okay, how can we leverage cannabis to address these specific gaps? And how will you know when it's working and just kind of walking through regimen and, and that incorporation. So um, it's, it's really a blessing to be able to help people, especially people who are going through things that I was experiencing as well and see that benefit. Uh, just really fills me with joy every time I can help somebody. So I imagine if somebody has no experience with cannabis, and that's a lot of people, in fact, that might be the majority of people, uh, even though, you know, as we know, that's slowly changing. Yes. Um, you might be like, a, like a, the first introduction, like you can literally walk them through the entire process. Because, you know, what I found is that people have a lot of misconceptions about cannabis. Um, and some people, you know, after uh, a century of propaganda, and lies about cannabis and kind of character assassination of the plant. Um, there's a lot of, you know, fear actually in some people uh, about, you know, about cannabis, about pot. Um, do you find that some people are coming to you just, you know, to, for basically a, a primer? Yeah, yeah, that's a really great question. And you've, you've hit the nail on the head. A lot of the clients that I work with are brand new to cannabis. 
they're coming at this when they thought they never would because of kind of, you're right, that propaganda that they maybe heard earlier in their lives, especially a lot of the elderly uh, clients that I work with. But now they're going through some health disruption and whether they heard it from their friends or their family or possibly their doctor, they're coming to cannabis because they learned that it might be able to help them. But they really don't know much else. They might know a lot of the stigma stuff, but they don't know a lot of the other stuff. So it's a really great opportunity for me to meet them where they are and come at this from a really positive and healthful perspective. So I oftentimes will take a little bit of time to focus on the science of cannabis. Let's learn about what happens physiologically within our bodies when we consume the plant. I'll walk them through how the endocannabinoid system works and then just kind of outline, outline why I frame cannabis as medicine. When we look at the science and what, when we look at what the researchers are learning, we really can look at cannabis as a medicine that is used to help to treat endocannabinoid deficiency. So then through that frame, I will then go on to share the other benefits of the plant and how they can apply it. Um, and then one thing I'll say is I like to customize this message to whoever I'm talking to. So I helped this uh, just little story. Um, I helped this one elderly woman and she was, she was hesitant. She was concerned. She was in her eighties. Um, and so, you know, her daughter and caretaker were there with her and she said, you know, the nuns that I grew up with would have never allowed me to smoke cannabis. I was told this was bad. Um, you know, is this something that God would look down on? And I said, you know, take this with a grain of salt. This is just my opinion, but I know that God helped to create this plant. If there's a God, then this plant is here because of him. And, and she thanked me for that perspective. And I knew that that was going to be something that I hold to be true, but it's also something that was going to help her move past that, that stigma and that hesitation and embrace what beauty and pain-free living, you know, this can bring into her life. So just to kind of circle back again, it's all about meeting people where they are and explaining it in a way that's really going to resonate with them. You know, I interviewed Sister Kate from Sisters of the Valley uh, about a year ago, who are, they are cannabis nuns. <laughs> yeah, I, I so, follow them. They're wonderful. Yeah, aren't they cool? Yeah. Um, so you, on your, you, you have a really cool blog site, and there's just so many topics listed, um, you know, popular topics, lifestyle, wellness, education, empowerment, spirituality, cannabis for stress, for pain, for anxiety, for sleep. Uh, cannabis career uh, and clean cannabis. Talk to me about clean cannabis for a minute. Ooh, yes, this one's a really important one. I'm glad you brought this up. So like I mentioned in one of my previous answers, I really do frame cannabis as medicine and I'm not alone in that. There's a lot of doctors and um, practitioners who have learned to frame cannabis as medicine based on how it works in the body. And yet, when we look at all the cannabis that is available to consumers in the market, not all of it is as clean and safe as it should be. Here in Washington State, this is something that we've really struggled with. We have so much regulation on the plant, and yet not all the regulations are there, uh, kind of up upholding what I would like to see put first, which is consumer and patient safety. So a lot of what we see on the market has been grown using you know, unhealthy pesticides. And beyond that, there's a lack of transparency about growing practices. And so patients are really not, they're put on the back burner in that regard. And, and nobody can confirm the safety of their medicine. 
And then when you weigh that against the fact that some people can't even grow their own at home, we're, we're really put in kind of this difficult situation. So through cannabis coaching, you know, I'm obviously someone that believes in the value of this plant, wants people to experience it so that they can find the healthiest and happiest version of their own life. And yet I do have to walk people through proper sourcing, doing your research, figuring out what brands are quality conscious, and unfortunately, what brands may not be quality conscious. Um, and then behind the scenes, I'm doing what I can to get involved with groups that are doing the good work and making sure that we can clean this up and make sure that what's available to consumers on cannabis shelves is clean and safe for consumption. And I met you through a group doing good work, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's so important because some people who come to cannabis for medicine and cannabis is essentially, you know, generally, I think it's safe to say that it's you know, usually safer than a lot of pharmaceuticals uh, at, at, the, at the gate. Um, but some people's medical conditions actually have to do with heavy metal toxicity or fungal overgrowth or something. And, and they could conceivably, you know, make a bad choice, right? Right, right. Well, I am talking to Heather Dagley and we're going to take a quick break, come back for our second segment. So don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at shoogies.com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present with Heather Dagley. Um, Heather, I'm going to ask you to briefly expound upon some topics that you have on your blog site. And one is cannabis can help us to find the clear, calm, and rational headspace required to navigate challenging situations. Tell us a little bit about that. Ooh, you picked a good one to dive into. And isn't this relevant right now? Oh, man, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I wrote that years ago, not knowing what was coming, but I think, you know, I'm really glad that I've been exploring this for years so that I can help break it down for other people now. The world is challenging and is getting increasingly so, but I find sometimes when I can feel that, that muck settling into my brain or, you know, feeling a little bit lost, sometimes all, all that, something that will help me and I think helps a lot of people that I know and I think could help others is just sitting down and intentionally consuming some cannabis, um, especially when we are consuming something that is rich in THC, THC being that part of the plant that brings us to that euphoric altered headspace, we can really start to see things through a different frame. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, it'll connect some connections that may have been latent in your brain. You can, um, kind of come up with some fresh ideas. That's why so many artists and creatives use cannabis. Um, but it can really be grounding as well. And so I think one of the things that cannabis can do is reground you to yourself and help you strengthen your core ideas, your values, what is most important to you. And when we're coming at the world through that perspective 
uh, and being reminded of, of what is most valuable to us, we're almost strengthened. We're better prepared to handle the challenge in front of us. So um, I hope that makes sense. That's a little bit conceptual, but like I said, it's about the practical application in our lives. So yeah. I'm reminded at least once a week about the bounty of cannabis when I'm feeling a little bit off, I'll take a smoke and I'm reminded that I am strong and I've got this. And I think right now, what we all need to remember more than anything is that we're strong and we've got this. We have to, we have to find that internal source of strength to keep pushing forward. So um, cannabis is definitely a tool that I use in that regard. Nice, nice. You mentioned uh, in the first segment, uh, you, you spoke about how cannabis has helped you navigate the substantial grief that came after the loss of a dear one. Yes. Um, and I and I think I read on your blog that was from a fatal opioid addiction. Yes. Um, first off, condolences on your loss. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit how cannabis can help someone or even help how it helped you navigate and process grief after the loss of a loved one. Yeah. So that's something that we all at some point in our lives can expect to encounter. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, again, this is something that is coming up more and more for people. So many have lost uh, family members, friends during COVID-19. And so grief is something that we are all experiencing um, actively at this moment. So um, I'll share a little bit about my friend and my loss as well and kind of um, tie some other concepts in here. So at age 25, my best friend Shannon passed away. And yes, she died of a heroin overdose. Um, they found that she had fentanyl in her system and she had been addicted and, and struggling for a few years before that. But uh, losing my best friend, someone that had been along, alongside me in my life since I was four years old, felt like a sister, pretty much was a sister. It just sent me reeling. And um, it was my wake up call that I really needed to live life on my terms among all these other things. But I really floundered after losing her. And um, for anybody who's lost a friend that's an addict, they know that there's so many concurrent emotions running through you. Um, it's grief, it's anger, it's shame, it's you know wondering if you could have done something better. So um, it was really challenging. When I found cannabis, I found that it allowed me to do a lot of things, heal, and when we look about how cannabis works in the brain and why it's helpful for so many people that have gone through PTSD, for example, we understand that cannabis is really important when it comes to memory processing. So it can help us retain the memories that are good and helpful for us as we move forward in life. It can also help us process out the memories that are no longer serving us. And so in my own life, this helped me find a deeper appreciation um, for all the beauty and all the wonderful memories that I'd had with Shannon, as opposed to holding on to those feelings of resentment and anger and things that were not serving me. And it's really allowed my relationship with my friend to continue to grow in a really positive way in my life, um, as opposed to just feel like a tragedy 100% all the time. Um, it, I think cannabis can help us feel a little less prickly in grief. Grief can feel really scary, really overwhelming, and just prickly and uncomfortable. And for me, cannabis helped me to step out of that frame and focus on the love that was underlying the grief and not just the pain. Um, and then one, one other thing I would like to share just because of that situation. Um, so cannabis helped me through my grief, right? And I, I really wanted to share that with others. 
And then when I did more research about cannabis as a medicine, I realized it can actually be a substantive solution when we look at the opioid epidemic. Cannabis is something that can help opioid uh, addicts wean off of the opioids and live a better and more healthy lifestyle. So once I knew that uh, it helped me, it could have helped someone like Shannon. I thought, oh my God, I really just have to dive into cannabis advocacy and cannabis wellness. This is something that I want to see for the world. And of course, a lot of opioid, uh, a lot of people struggling with an opioid dependency uh, were introduced to pharmaceutical drugs as pain medication, yes. right? And I've thought for a long time that cannabis should be the first, uh, the first uh, option for pain medication. If it doesn't work, you know, step it up to something uh, stronger. Um, the first go-to uh, because no one's ever overdosed to death on on cannabis. Do you agree? Yes, I do agree. Um, I, I agree with you. I think this first line of defense thing is something that could really work. I've seen some other doctors. There's a doctor, Dr. Uma uh, out there, and she, she says the same thing, where if cannabis was the first line of defense, we would be in a much better position. But I, I work with clients all the time who are working on just that. They need a better pain management uh, solution than what their doctors have been prescribing them. They'll hold up their bag, their giant Ziploc bag filled with opioid prescriptions, and they'll say, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so every time I have that conversation and get the chance to tell someone about how they can leverage cannabis, like let's look at a one-to-one -one tincture of CBD to THC. Let's talk about using this instead of your opioid. And they get this wave of new information and new hope thinking about that cannabis will be the answer for them. It just, it feels good. I, uh, I, I hope that we can see that type of conversation expand throughout the medical community because we've got a lot to clean up here. Um, and another entry that I found interesting is how to find the right cannabis option for your symptoms. How, mm. would, you, how would you coach someone to do that? Great question. Yeah, so I usually start with what are their symptoms? Um, and like, for instance, if it's pain, well, then that's gonna bring up a specific cannabinoid ratio that I may not bring up if they are just experiencing sleeplessness. So I think it's kind of that intentional understanding of what are the gap, what is the gap that they're trying to solve? And um, from there kind of diving into what has worked for others, what is the scientific research on the matter and what's gonna feel comfortable for them? Because at the end of the day, it's about integrating into their own lifestyle. So some of the things that people need to consider is um, administration method. What feels comfortable for them? How do they want to consume the cannabis? Because we've got edibles, there are capsules, there are tinctures. Some of these uh, administration methods might feel more comfortable for someone who's adverse to smoking. Then we kind of have that next level, smoking, vaping, um, and of course they can step toward dabbing as well and inhaling vapor. So just kind of figuring out how they want to consume. And then we'll talk about, well, what do they want to consume? What cannabinoid ratio would be best for them and their symptoms? Um, should they focus on more of a CBD heavy regimen? Do they wanna incorporate a little THC in there? Are we looking at one-to-one -one or perhaps even a majority THC um, regimen? And then we think about, you know, what are some of the other cannabinoids, flavonoids, and terpenes that can help as well? So just kind of breaking it down, offering options, and talking about all these decision points that they're going to have to make, it can help them kind of walk through and, and create their own custom cannabis journey.
Nice. We're going to take another short break and come back with our final questions for cannabis coach Heather Dagley. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. I'm back with Heather Dagley. Um, Heather, this is just fascinating. You know, who would who'd have thunk years ago that um, cannabis coaching would be a job, would be a thing, right? Um, and there'd be such a huge need for something like this um, because those of us that have been, you know, part of the culture all of our lives, it's come second nature to us. Right. Um, but if you don't have experience with cannabis at all, I mean, probably just going into a rec store is going to be intimidating uh, and you're going to see rows and rows and rows of products of all forms and fashions. And you're probably not even going to know where to start. Right. right. Um, I'm just curious, you know, you've been teaching people about cannabis um, and and, you know, interacting with people that are curious. What what has that experience taught you? about cannabis consumers in general? Has there been anything surprising, any revelations that, that your experiences have brought you to in the process of kind of, you know, guiding people through their own cannabis experiences? Wow, what a question. Yeah, I, I have learned so much and I, I really value the ability to work with people. I learn just as much from the people that I work with as they learn from me. So I really view it as this really positive exchange of energies and ideas. Um, but one of the things that I really learned in working with people, both as a bud tender and now as a cannabis coach is, um, it's really valuable to listen to people and their experience, especially when we're talking about their health experience and um, some of the challenges that they've gone through from a health perspective. Um, you know, some doctors take the time to do this today. I will acknowledge that. But unfortunately, a very common experience is that people haven't had that opportunity to really share their full medical history and then feel listened to. So as I step through this work, you know, one of the questions I always ask myself is, um, what skills am I being called to share in this space? I know that I want to spread cannabis wellness in a meaningful way with people, but what is my lane? And what I'm learning is kind of pairing what I'm naturally good at, which is listening and connecting with people to what people need. And so this ability to work with them, to listen to their life experience, honor it, hear it, and then tell them about how cannabis can, can help them get their life back. You know, cannabis is not a panacea, but it really is something that can lessen the burdens that people are experiencing. I'm just telling people, you know, once you're able to lessen those burdens, you can get back to living the life that you love. And so walking alongside someone on that journey is just something that I, I really honor. Um, and, and I'm always taking that time to listen because I think that's what the consumer needs most. Nice. Um, we have, uh, well, we've, we've run out of time. Uh, oh. I want to thank you, Heather Dagley, found at 
budandblossom.blog, budandblossom.blog. Thank you so much for being on Hemp Present. It's just been a fascinating conversation. Thank you, Vivian. It's been an honor. Appreciate it. My pleasure. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find your voice. Speak up for justice because resistance is futile. See you next week, folks. Stay strong. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.